Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, we are back once again. Do not adjust your screens. It is not Mocha Mondays. It's Tan Tuesday. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3, back in the saddle right next to my boy, Mommy Nyangi's baby boy, Sat E. What's going on, Sat? What's up, brother? Yeah, it is. It's Tan Tuesdays. It's, you know, it's becoming a, almost like a semi-regular thing, us to you know, hooking up on a Tuesday. Uh, shout out to AMAC, you know, one of the busiest guys in the industry. So, uh, you know, we're blessing you guys with another episode. Uh, Sat E, the E stands for Euphoria. I get Euphoria doing Tuesdays, it's calling day. That's when you guys get to have your say on the show. But before we begin, shout out to my lovely mum. My brother Max gonna cause some stir on, on the chat in a moment. But yeah, get us the 15k subscribers, guys, because you know what's gonna happen. Once we get to 15k subscribers, we are now eligible to do Quizlemania War Games. Get us in there so we can whip wrestle talks booty. Like a couple of douchebags. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I I love the energy on a Tuesday from Sad E. Uh, like he said, Alex McCarthy couldn't be with us today. He is taking care of business. It's Anthony Joshua Fight Week. So he is doing the workouts. You can go over to his Instagram. He just did a live stream from the workouts. So he's dealing with that. So I was like, hot tag. Hot tag me in, pinch hit. I'm pinch hitting once again here. He, he's not he's not dealing with the with the hotel Wi-Fi, uh, Lizzie Stallion. But Lizzie Stallion commenting reminds me about the maintenance call. Of course, drop a like on this video. Share this video on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified as we approach 15K. And of course, if you want to be like Lizzie Stallion, if you want to be like uh, Bridge Joshi, you can become a Wrestling Daily member. Join, Press that join button. Become a part of the Wrestling Daily community. Become a new elite good egg for all of us 
to see. But yes, sad. We are back in the saddle for Tan Tuesday. We had a very good edition of Monday Night Raw that we are going to discuss. We also got to discuss the titular news, which has hand in hand to do with Monday Night Raw. We'll try to cover as much of the news and Raw as possible. But a little programming note: we we this is marking the end of an era for Wrestling Daily. This will be, for the time being, our final one-hour edition of Wrestling Daily. We do it strictly for you guys because the call-in day is probably one of the most important because we love the community that we have created here. So we had to make sure this is a one-hour edition to give me and Sat time to talk about the titular news, time to talk about Monday Night Raw before we bring you in and we hear your say. But starting tomorrow... On Wednesday, we're going to be 30 minutes, 30 minute wrestling daily. So it's going to be a little bit more digestible for everyone to enjoy. You can come in. Me and Alex will talk about the titular news. We'll get into our daily debate, but it's going to be a nice compact version of wrestling daily moving forward. 30 minute edition starting tomorrow. So. 60 minute Ironman matches, guys, for now. So, you know, you got to get ready for 30 minute Broadway, 30 minute draw. But yeah, the hour matches are over, guys. Which fits hand in hand with what I think we're doing with the uh, with uh, Danielson and, and Omega. I think they're going to go the 30 minute Broadway, uh, 30 minute draw tomorrow. But that's that's me giving predictions for Dynamite Grand Slam, which we will, I will for sure with Alex tomorrow. But yes, let's talk about the titular news. Uh, yes, during uh, last night's episode of Monday Night Raw, apparently a new rule or an old rule, depending on who you ask, for tag team matches was made clear as uh, lead Raw commentator Jimmy Smith stated on commentary during the Women's Tag Team Championship match that once Rhea Ripley had burned broken up a pin attempt to save Nikki A.S.H. from being pinned, their team couldn't do any more saves. So apparently there has been a one save rule. Uh, according to Melter, this was the first time it was very, like, iterated but uh, according to brian alvarez the brian alvarez during wrestling observer radio this is something that has always been in place Meltzer said jimmy smith mentioned in the natalia match when uh rhea ripley made a save now they're not allowed to do any more saves evidently they are now doing a one save rule what was the rule before that never they never said uh wasn't it like three saves or two saves and alvarez says no it was always a one save rule they just never told you so it's a new rule that i i guess is like an old rule but they're just making it very clear that now in tag team matches you can only make one save for your tag team partner so your tag team partner has to kick out if he gets a belly to belly suplex but if uh you know it's a tag team match with roman reigns and he hits the hits the spear that might be the time you want to make your one save so uh set What's your thoughts on the one save rule becoming clear to us last night on Raw? I feel like I need to borrow that rule book that Shawn Michaels was talking about when he was commissioner, the WWE rule book, to read what it is exactly. It, you know what? It kind of makes me want to go back and watch Half Foundation versus Brainbusters to see if that is the case, because it, it sounds like it's come out of nowhere. But if that is the rule, I have to go back and start watching old tag team matches and see how much saves happen, because you may... 
find out as per Vince McMahon, you know, he sometimes moves the goalposts whenever he feels like it. But it, it 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 makes it more interesting. I just hope that if that is you know what's always been the case, that they don't change it and they follow through with it. And also they start incorporating it in tag team matches where someone has been overzealous and if they used up the one rule and then if someone else interferes with disqualification, it's almost like an an RH pure wrestling kind of rule thing where you get, you know, yeah. rope breaks and certain amount of things before if you try to rope break again, it won't work this time. And it, it it makes the matches more interesting. But you know how much WWE love tag team wrestling. So it might not, you know, amount to anything. But, you know, it's an interesting rule and we never knew that was the case, apparently. You know, this is why, yeah, in the era that we're in with, with the Amazon Primes and the Ebays, they should sell a copy of the WWE rulebook, you know? I think people buy it, you know? There's a lot of hardcore wrestling fans that would actually buy the rulebook and and, and, and and cite it. You know how someone would actually, I read the whole book, it's a chapter 86, verse 1B, it states this. You know, so yeah, um, it, it clarifies things, but it's a bit bizarre. They, like after all these years, we finally find out that's the rules. I don't think they will ever, and I mean ever, let out a WWE rulebook because that means they have to actually follow it, and they can't just out of nowhere spring something on us or out the norm, like uh, establish the rule. Because yeah, it's something that. It's probably been a rule for a while and something that, you know, other wrestlers have mentioned in like in like uh, different interviews, but it's never been something that they really enforced, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see them letting out the rule book because this is not something that they are going to uh, establish too much. But it is nice that they're mentioning it now. So it's something that you can pay attention to on certain tag team matches. All I know is that for sure, if you go back and watch the Usos and New Day matches, this wasn't a rule then. This wasn't a rule dead because there was a lot of breaking up of pins in those tag team matches. And those were some of the best tag team matches we've seen on the main roster uh, in the last decade. So, yeah, I don't think that is the case. But, uh, Sat, let's that's good. A nice little segue into what happened on Monday Night Raw. I, I know I saw somebody in the chat be like, No, that's not talking about Monday Night Raw. I this is actually a time that I want to talk about Monday Night Raw because it was actually a very good episode, in my opinion, bookend by two pay per view quality matches. And it kind of shows that at this point in time in the WWE, hot shotting might be the way to go. Because it wasn't a boring, typical Raw where you can sum it up in about two sentences. It was something that you could talk about. Uh, you know, people had varying, uh, you know, levels of enjoyment of the show. But I say this was one of the better ones because you had the beginning with the New Day versus the Bloodline. I loved uh, Big E's opening promo and his little tribute to Brody Lee that was touching. You had the, um, you know, the Bloodline come out. Then those, those two teams had a very good six-man tag team match only marred by what was a a finish to protect the new day but it came off very stupid with the referee seeing bobby lashley get get involved and not uh call a disqualification but the bloodline won and then that led into later on in the night a triple threat match, which I thought was even better than the opener of Bobby Lashley, Big E, and Roman Reigns. What was your thoughts on the six-man tag and what was your thoughts on the main event set? 
to the six men tag, it was a great match. Um, as per usual, um, New Day and um, the Usos, man, they, they it's like a cheat code to have a great match. You just put those uh, five men in a ring together, and including Roman Reigns as well, gave it that element of star power. I was just, a, I was a bit um, disappointed, even though Bobby Lashley got involved, I was disappointed that the ending was that the bloodline got a clear victory over the New Day. Yeah, they can have more rematches, but as we all know, when rematches happen, you get diminished returns in terms of enthusiasm, not in match quality, but in terms of enthusiasm for a match. I, I felt like the bloodline came over to Raw and, and run roughshod when it should have been them rubbing off and and legitimizing some of the wrestlers on Raw. Because all it looked like is they made Raw wrestlers look like a chump. I mean, they beat the New Day, including Big E, who's now a new member of Raw. And they beat, and then Roman Reigns beat Bobby Lashley in the ring. Even though, you know, they did it in a way where everyone looked strong. But at the same time, it's like, unless... Roman Reigns is back next week to lose. What did Raw wrestlers really gain from it? Yes, you got you popped the ratings because that's what it's about popping ratings. But when you look back on it, what did Raw wrestlers really gain from it? It's kind of like the whole situation where when you're relying on one person too much and, and when that's taken away from you, you have to rely on your own superstars and, and build them up. So that's that's my thoughts on things. Great matches, but the booking for me was uh, questionable in some parts. What do you think, SP3? I mean, it kind of lends into what we talked about uh, very shortly yesterday with uh, the Russell Votes report that uh, we might be seeing a change with the, uh, you know, WWE draft where the top superstars can kind of, you know, go from Raw to SmackDown. And I think that had a lot to do with the quality that Roman Reigns being on the show made the show seem more important. He didn't really get like talking segments. We didn't get the usual backstage segments with him and Paul Heyman, but just his presence on the the show brought a level of star power that we're not really used to on Monday Night Raw, and that six that uh triple threat at the end that was just that was a pay per view quality match, and that might be better than a lot of the matches that we're gonna get at Extreme Rules, honestly, which. I'll just say it doesn't feel like Extreme Rules because only one match has a stipulation. Only one match in it is an Extreme Rules match. It's basically regular rules. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the regular rules version of Extreme Rules. So if you would have put this triple threat on the Extreme Rules card, I think we would be talking about it being one of the best matches of the night. And it definitely was the match of the night here. Bobby Lashley looked like an absolute beast coming out at the end of the six-man tag and attacking, you know, all six men, beating up the New Day, beating up the Usos, spearing Roman Reigns, spearing uh, Big E through the uh, the barricade. So he looked great, and then he looked great in the uh, the triple threat match, hitting hitting Big E like he was stone cold at WrestleMania 17, just uh, with countless steel chair shots. He, he was like halfway there. He, I think he made it to eight. He didn't make it to 16 like Austin did at 17. Uh, but uh, and then Big E, he looked tremendous during this matchup. You know the the big splash on both men. Uh, two twice he had visual pinfalls on Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns didn't kick out. That it was Bobby Lashley that pulled him out of the ring the first time, and then hit him with the steel chair the second time. So I like the fact that they did that for him, and it definitely makes me anticipate that they are gonna do Big E and Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That would be the match that I want to see: WWE Champion versus Universal champion and then Roman Reigns getting the victory in the end makes him look like the all-powerful star so I get what you're saying where the Raw guys probably didn't get much but I don't think that was the goal at the end of the day I think the goal was to have a very entertaining show and sometimes the hot shot desperation booking 
that's what does it for WWE. And I felt like it did it last night. Um, was there anything else that stood out for you on the night besides those uh, two matches? For me personally, one of my favorite parts was the rehabilitation of Shayna Baszler, her choking out uh, Nia Jax and then the attack after the match. It felt like they were writing off Nia Jax. This is the most anticipate, the most intimidating that we've seen Shayna Baszler since she wiped through the Raw Women's Division back at Elimination Chamber 2020. This was the strongest she has looked since then. So I really enjoyed uh, that part of the show outside of the book and great matches that we got. But what stood out for you, Sat? Yeah, that, that's one of the things that stood out. Uh, Shayna Baszler, I was shocked because on paper, you know how they favor Nia Jax over Shayna Baszler. So you're thinking they were going to make her look like a clown. But she, they need to rehabilitate her. And then I hope they're not making her look strong so you know she she gets built up only to lose to Charlotte or someone like that. I hope that it's is a sustained. <laughs> you know they would do that. <laughs> but the draft is coming, so I'm hoping that this they, they rehabbing her so they can put on SmackDown and make her a dominant force. I mean that's the only way you can wipe the slate clean over her lackluster raw run. One of my highlights is the my fantasy booking came true. That the Gaza cousins are a tag team. Although it came out of the blue, you didn't see what well, well, I would have liked to see some sort of like vignette hyping them up as the most handsome yeah. tag team. I hope they call them the most like a player of the world's greatest tag team. You're the most handsome tag team because um, you know, the Gaza cousins, you know, uh, Umberto and Angel, two talented guys by themselves were lost in the shuffle. And yeah, they were fighting each other. I was kind of hoping this union would have happened back when Andrade was teasing his own faction, but ended up putting Austin Fury. I was hoping Umberto getting bullied was going to lead him joining the group because last year they were feuding with him. But, you know, better late than never. Can't complain about that. They look strong in the match against um, Ali and, and, and Mansoor. But I hope that we don't get a rematch next week because that's what WWE tends to do. The new yes. tag team wins. And as soon as you look at the building momentum, they cut the legs from underneath them. Um, Angel's pants tearing is still over. So that was great. Charlotte's um, promo segment with Alexa Bliss was great. I love them two feuding for the very reason that Alexa Bliss is like in this same wheelhouse as Charlotte. She gets this kind of push where she always looks great. Charlotte always looks great. So to see them together, you can see that WWE loves both women. So they equally get to throw mud at each other and they equally look strong against each other as well in the, in yeah. the fight. And then they said some, you know, below the belt stuff, a little shoot there, brother. You know, a little B-I-T-C-H word, brother, thrown out there. And and I'm, I'm excited about the match. The feud is good because WWE like both women. It's not like Oscar where they will, you know, she get punked out every single week and barely gets a promo. They like Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Charlotte, and yeah, it was great. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I, I thought that that was one of the stronger uh, Alexa playground that they've done. I mean, when it was just them coming at each other that's where it really was the the highlight it's just i'm kind of over the the doll play and you know them relying on you know lily and charlie it's a little too much for me like these are two grown women these are two women that can stand on their own two feet and when they were throwing jabs at each other it was the closest wwe has gotten to a women's promo to what we got on aew rampage with the phenomenal uh ruby soho and Britt baker uh promo strange that's on another level than what we've been seeing really with uh bianca belair and becky lynch and even what we saw with charlotte and alexa but there was that little glimmer of hope that there is something there when charlotte was coming at alexa and then the the ad lib line of the woos are not even you and don't you get me started on originality right right right? that 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 that, listen that's what i was person that seemed to say something so i didn't want us to miss that it's kind of like don't you come at me about originality and i was like oh and also a quick thing as well what i found funny a a weird random thing so adam pierce when he was uh interacts with paul Heyman on smackdown he's kind of like a quivering dud but on raw for some weird reason he has balls on raw he was shouting paul Heyman's face i'm like where's that adam pierce on smackdown does he have some bipolar situation where he get his balls on, on raw and loses you know his balls on smackdown like yeah, that, that was I mean, my, my only thing is I remembered what happened on SmackDown and I was kind of upset because why didn't uh, Paul Heyman, Bobby Lashley or Big E get fined like Naomi did? Why Naomi the only one out here who getting fined for yelling at Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pearce while these people should just barge in and yell at them and nothing can happen. They get a main event match. This uh, Naomi can't even get a match and she yelled at somebody and got fined for it. That's ridiculous. That's a double standard and I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm just waiting for Naomi to cut a Bret Hart style promo and just tear things up and join the bloodline and 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 make Sonya Deville a quivering mess. And you know, go on your knees, kiss my boots, feel the glow. <laughs> feel the glow. And we want to hear from you guys what you think about the new rule with tag teams only having one save. What you thought about Monday Night Raw? Of course, you're gonna have your say in about ten minutes. We're gonna put the link in the chat for the call-in edition so you can come on screen and have your hot take, have your opinion being said, or you can send it in with the Ultra Chat. 
wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Uh, we would definitely appreciate any hot takes, any opinions that you have to say. So let's hear from you guys. We're going to hear from you guys being on screen with us. But for anybody who doesn't want to be on screen, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. We got a few more people watching. Remember to throw a thumbs up on this video. You can also share it on your favorite social media platforms. And if you're new, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content. Five days a week of Wrestling Daily. And like I said, at the top of the show, this is the, the ending of one era of Wrestling Daily. No more hour-long hour long Iron Man matches. We're going to 30 minutes starting tomorrow with me and Alex McCarthy. We're going to be talking about the titular news. Then we're going to go right into the debate. We got to make sure we have time for our debates because we've been leaving like 10 minutes at the end of an hour so now we're gonna have to structure it very well suited down with 30 minute editions but we're gonna be able to do it and you can have a more digestible version of wrestling daily starting tomorrow so this is the final one hour show so the final thing i want to touch on before we bring in any of the callers that we got coming in uh King of the Ring, apparently they are doing a special. PW Insider announced that uh, the weekend of the draft, uh, you know, Friday, October 1st, is going to be the first night of the WWE draft. And then that weekend, they're going to be doing a King of the Ring special to build up the return of the King of the Ring as well as the Queen of the Ring tournament. So what do you think about this uh, special and what King of the Ring matches do you want to see on this special that they're doing over the weekend on Friday? Fox. It's going to be on Fox. So a bunch of big eyes. It's on a big network. It's going to be very interesting what the reading, what the ratings is over the weekend for, you know, a WWE special. It might lead to maybe more Saturday night's main event. <laughs> Maybe on uh, on Fox. Fox might think about doing a Saturday night's main event if the ratings do well. So there's a lot of potential there. But what matches and what do you think about uh, the King of the Ring special coming over that first weekend in October, Sat? Well, I... King of the Ring holds a special place in my heart. I wish they would go back to the original format, the 993 format, where you got like the like the quarterfinal, semifinal, and the final all in one show. I like the one night um style tournament. I've, for me, it's always a positive because King of the Ring is like a weird gimmick. They always say that it never draws, but yet they always go back to it time and again in a different iteration. I just want to see you know Xavier Woods get his dream come true, make it to the finals. It, winning it would be great for him. But just him having him in the finals would be great. That's what I would like to see. In terms of the women, I was racking my brain, as you're saying, and what, what would I like to see in terms of women? Uh, like, it's weird, but I feel like Zelina Vega and, Car and Carmella are the two, in terms of heels, that would benefit from winning it, in terms of being queen. Because I can go with Liv Morgan, but she's a face. I don't want Liv Morgan I to mean, win I mean, I mean... I mean, like, I, I'm going to say, yeah, the, the, she would probably benefit, but let's be realistic here. Let's be realistic on who, who's going to be the queen of the ring because they ain't going to give it to Selena Vega. If, they, okay, if, okay. They, if they're not going to give her a match on the 9-11, the 20th anniversary SmackDown, they're not going to give her no queen of the ring tournament. But I was more asking what classic uh, king of the ring because this special is not going to be like the new superstars. This is like a special to hype up the return of the king of the ring. So I think it's going to be more like classic classic king of the ring stuff oh sorry misheard you uh in terms of classic king of the ring you have to, for me i love the original one in terms of uh mr perfect and brett the hitman heart they had yes. a great match um 
Mr. Um, Bret Hart and Bam Bam Bigelow, Bret Hart and Razor Ramon. I think that their King of the Ring match was better than the Royal Rumble match, if I may say so. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Brett, Brett put on three totally different matches. And that's why, you know, I, I hate when people say, oh, you know, there there's never been any good. A lot of people say these two things. There's never been a good baby face King of the Ring. King of the Ring works better when you're a heel. And I'm just like, Bret Hart was like the first one that won the pay-per-view. And he was one of the better King of the Rings that they ever had. He just didn't need to walk around with the king crown for the next six months afterwards. Yeah. And then um, they also say there's never been any good uh, baby face money in the bank winners and big e is, is is the latest example of how that works and it works very well so i think that that's a common misconception to fans that baby faces don't uh work one of my favorite other uh king of the rings that was a baby face was edge and that he kind of used the king of the ring to become a baby face because he was in his tag team with christian and he he showed out in that King of the Ring tournament, had a great finals against Kurt Angle. That's kind of the forgotten match from the 2001 uh, King of the Ring because Kurt Angle put on a classic with Shane McMahon in the same night. So yeah, those two those two are like my favorite when it comes to baby faces. But if I'm going to say a match, because we talked about him so much on Mocha Monday yesterday, Owen Hart versus One Two Three Kid from King of the Ring 1994. That's in my top ten must-watch uh, Owen Hart matches, and uh, Owen Hart is one of my favorite King of the Rings. The King of Hearts, Owen Hart, winning the King of the Ring in '94. That was great stuff because he got he had the whole collusion with Jim Danville Nightheart. So there was great stuff going on story-wise and match-wise. That match with One Two Three Kid. Any other ones you want to see for this uh, special on Fox the first weekend of October set? Uh, another one I would like to see, um, let me see, from, from 98 King of Strings. I'm trying to remember because for me, the, the best ones were the early years one. Those are the ones I remember. But also, I guess this, the Stone Cold promo, I'm saying the promo because his, ma- his matches, I mean, Mark Merrill bust off his lips. So it's like, it's typical 96 where they didn't get into second gear. It was just stuck on first gear. I just did Austin promo from, from 96. In terms of 97... Oh man, I don't remember a lot of matches. Kurt Angle stuff from 2000. I'll just get right straight to 2000. <laughs> Kurt Angle. And <laughs> He's like, I'm skipping. Listen, I'm skipping because I'm actually, listen, actually, the era King of the Ring, it's quite hard for me to remember standout moments in terms of, of matches. I mean- I mean, I personally like Stone Cold versus uh, Mark Merrill from the 96 uh, King of the Ring. I love the finals of 97 with Mankind and uh, and Hunter Hearst Hemsley when he uh, beats beats the crap out of him with the crown itself and like uh, beats up Mankind's leg. That's good stuff. And you, I, I'm surprised. I, I gave you an alley and you couldn't even throw down the oop. The, the 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 match that we argued about on our first the time Rock and Ken Shamrock. exactly the best rock and Ken Shamrock match the only great rock and Ken Shamrock match the King of the Ring 1998 that was great stuff so don't you can't forget that sat come on come on no no I didn't forget but I know how you know anytime I mention good match Ken Shamrock the rock that triggers you. So I was doing it for you. I didn't want to trigger you. I was like, I don't want, I don't have the heart to say it. I want to say it, but I don't want him to stop verbally assaulting me for not including the edge matches, you know, Rhino and, and, and then, you know, team wreck in 2001. Cause they had some good matches in 2001 and in terms of King of the ring, but yeah, Shamrock and the rock had a great match in King of the ring. That's the hill I was willing to die on. And that's when you start frying me for no reason. 
You because you said you said they had classics. You didn't say a classic. You said classics. That is plural. I'm a very. If you don't know one thing about me, said I'm a person of content. Six. Yeah, I six. I did six. I did six. I did say that WrestleMania 14 was a. It was no WrestleMania 14. That was a five minute match. Get the hell out of here! Wait, wait, wait! Oh, 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 oh! Yo, yo! How can you say Owen Hart and One to Three Kid and that match was barely struggling to make six minutes? That that was a great six minute match. The no, your criteria does not fit your criteria, sir. Shamrock and The Rock was a five minute match that had a dusty finish. Shamrock taps oh, the rock out and then he have great cl- it, classics. Oh, get out, you said Dusty Rose get out of You're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> you're ridiculous. But we want to hear from all of you guys. Send your ultra chats. We're about to bring you in. I put the link in the in the chat for everyone to become a part of the era. And yes, uh, Uptown Avido, you're absolutely right. Sat is at the helm for all the random pop ups. Uh, this is the one you should have popped up. The link is in the chat to become a part of the show. We want to hear your hot takes. We want to hear what you got to say about Monday Night Raw or anything going on in the wrestling world. It is now your time to join us for the call-in day. Um, But, of course, if you don't want to be on screen, if you're a little shy, you can just send us russeltalk.com forward slash wrestling daily and you can send your hot takes your opinions your questions for me and sat e on tan tuesday no it is not mocha monday it is tan tuesday and we will get to it so i'm not i'm not always here for the call-ins but we're gonna get to it we're gonna bring in our first caller and we got one of the elite elite uh elite good eggs one of the members here bridge joshi joining us what's going on briz uh I am fine actually. Uh, I enjoyed the roar, but uh, unfortunately, I really missed. You know, I really missed our great team. I really miss Cedric Alexander. I really miss those guys. You know, it's it could have been great nine man feud. You talk about the hurt business, Not right? on, yeah, hurt business. Versus New Day versus Bloodline. Woo! It could, happen. it could happen. For me, I have a, I, maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment. I have a feeling the fact that MVP's gone away for a bit, Bobby Lashley's on a tear, he may get some backup because I, I want to see a freeway feud. I want to see a gang warfare, you know, oh. Los Barricos Nation of Domination and, you know, the, the, the Disciples of Apocalypse kind of style feud. Just a free man gang warfare. Which one is Los Barricos? Huh? Which, which one, one is Los Barricos? You, you can choose which one is Los Barricos. You can choose. I mean, it's obvious who's Nation. You know, MVP would hate it, the Nation. Or it could be New Day. Like, you, I don't know. You choose. Whatever sounds good. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just not convinced. Uh, I, I've, I've always been under the, the understanding that WWE broke up the Hurt Business, so it's best for us to leave the memories alone. No, Don't Lashley was champion. I think because Lashley was champion, they didn't want him to get cheered. It was just, it was just, it's a conspiracy. It's designed to get him over the heel because the Hurt oh, Business was too cool. Sorry, Briz, this is your question. I don't yeah, want to take ahead, over. Oh, I, nah, man. I, I had another question for you. Uh, according to you guys, I we have talked about one of the you know greatest team, the Hurt Business, New Day. And the bloodline, but according to you guys, which team can be the worst faction of all time? According to you, it can be from any promotion. But I have one for you. 
who's who's yours uh have you ever heard of the faction named rdx rdx yeah maybe the worst faction of all time in my opinion uh it's under tna uh, banner it's from rinka king uh, do you want to know who was the member yeah, yeah go of ahead. the rdx saurav gujjal the other original indo share guy second guy was jeff jarrett third guy was scott steiner fourth one was brutus magnus fifth one from was abyss and the sixth one was sanjay dal maybe the worst team ever how long were they last for how long were they together for oh uh, they were they were there for since day one it, i mean the I show was to now because the show was only 26 episode long tna really dropped the ball on that it uh, it was an indie indian promotion indian indie promotion under tna banner rinka king called rinka right? king Rink, yeah, yeah rinka king oh um, in 2012 and scott steiner was running like a bull in the crowd attacking the crowd it was marvelous thing i have been to only one wrestling show in my whole life and it was that show it was a trash fire you know the worst thing you can ever see and so <laughs> i have been to only that show it's the saddest thing <laughs> so sat what's your what's your worst faction ever man um it's that group with alberto rusev and uh Liga Nation. yes oh, i kind of like them listen, i kind of like them i was going to i was going to mention a, a group that has empire in it by accident i was like that's not the name of the group <laughs> <laughs> i was like no no that's not the name so i didn't want to say it. that's why i had you on league of league of nations league of on, nations on paper could have been a great group but they're just a bunch oh. of bumbling hills so for me it's the worst for the simple fact that you had a pedigree collection of former intercontinental champions united states champions world champions and they did not look like it they would just look like a bunch of bum they look like main street posse 2.0 so that's how bad it was for the, for that simple reason because i mean you can say social art cast you can say the you know the misterage or whatever but all those people all those groups served their purpose this was meant to be a main event group and it was like a, a wet fart man so that's mm. my one yours actually cordis cordis group is becoming my second worst faction of all time <laughs> um, <laughs> my- they are just playing with dumpster fire Mine would be uh, the Magnificent uh, Seven. I think that was the group with uh, Ric Flair, uh, oh. uh, Road Warrior Animal at the end of like WCW, where it was like seven guys, seven main event guys, and they was just all over the place. Either them or uh, the Millionaires Club uh, when they did the the whole rebrand for uh, WCW in like uh, 2000, where it was the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club. I hated the Millionaires Club. I was actually a fan. of the new blood and that was surprising cuz new blood had all a bunch of new people Mike Mike Awesome Billy Kidman in them but I actually liked them over the millionaires club I hated the millionaires Ooh, club Ooh you you smarting up I was too much of a mark I was like go millionaires club yay Hulk Hogan yay you you're such a great guy Hogan let it african know 
great guy Hogan. Yeah. Words you will never hear again on Wrestling Daily. <laughs> Thank you. Wrote me to cut up, to splice up my kitchen exactly. bites. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Briz. As always, you're always welcome back. As always, you're always great. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you so much, guys. And please subscribe. We need to get to the Whistle Mania, baby. Come on, he guys. Knows. He knows. Please That's hurry. why he's an elite good egg. That's why. That's why. Peace, Riz. All right, we're going to bring in now Forgotten hey. Wonder. Oh, we got, oh, excuse me. It switched the screen, but we got Dan, Mayor of Painesville. Dan, what's going on, sir? I'm very fine. I'm very great. How are you guys? Sir, You're I'm doing well. Down to my friend, this guy. We're doing well. Welcome. Welcome, sir. <laughs> so, first, housekeeping. Make war games okay. Get us to 15K. Yeah, very important. <laughs> very important information right there. Thank you, Dan. But do you have a hot take, a question, or anything you want to discuss? Now I have a hot time. topic. A hot topic because some news just dropped. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson now, has given an interview to Barstool's The Yak about a very serious to topic. It's apples, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it. I have the uh, sound bit here, or not the sound bit, like the little text here from the interview where he talks about apples, and it's very serious, so I wanted to read it to you. He says, as I tend... As I tend towards a vegan diet and people say all sorts of things about a vegan diet, I find it really fascinating that nobody really brings this up. If you eat an apple, people say, oh, you kill plants. No, I don't really kill plants. When I eat an apple, the tree doesn't die. Essentially, I'm eating the tree's sperm. I'm eating the sperm. It's the tree's semen. That's how they reproduce other trees. Most fruits are semen. Real fruits are semen because they contain the seed inside of them. In theory, that is that has to be planted into the ground for other trees to grow. And that's what Brian Dennison says about apples. <laughs> Any comments that I'll, I'll I'll leave the floor to you. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, Dan, I am speechless, man. I'm speechless. <laughs> I've been consuming. I've been apples been nutting inside my soul all this time. My goodness, when I'm happy, I know this. I'm getting some nice nutrients. <laughs> All the nutrients inside of you, they're just exploding. Um, I mean, yes. Brian has to know, he was part of the infamous Team Apple, if you remember. Yes. <laughs> he's an Apple He's an apple enthusiast. If that, if that didn't say he was an Apple enthusiast, I don't know what will. But that, that, is, that is some useful information for us. I thought you were going to break up his uh, column on the Players' Tribune. But I think that's even better. This is even better than him saying, you know, he wished people, you know, could see Vince McMahon the way he does. He, he wow. Can you, for, for anyone who's just joined us, can you repeat that one more time? 
that quote one more time for anyone who missed it. Of course, Brian Dennison on the topic of apples. As I tend towards a vegan diet, and people say all sort of things about the vegan diet, I find it really fascinating that nobody really brings this up. If you eat an apple, people say, oh, you kill plants. No, I don't really kill plants. When I eat an apple, the tree doesn't die. Essentially, I'm eating the tree's sperm. I'm eating the sperm. It's the tree's semen. That's how they reproduce other trees. Most fruits are semen. Real fruits are semen because they contain the seed inside of them. In theory, that has to be planted into the ground for another tree to go. <laughs> So you heard it here first on Wrestling Daily, Tan Tuesday, that Daniel Bryan is eating tree semen. Tree semen, ladies and gentlemen. He loves him some apples. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you so much for that quote. <laughs> Legend. Legend. <laughs> Nice to see you. you. You already know what is the the what is the portion of uh, this episode that I'm gonna cut for our social media. It's this one right here. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> oh, let's bring in Forgotten Wonders now. What's going on, sir? I don't know at this point. <laughs> I don't know how I was coming. That. No, I, I was coming in. I w wanted to tell Sat that somebody was gonna clip him saying, ironically, "Let's go, Hulk Hogan." But now, then, upstage me with that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I so now, that, I still think that clipping would be worse than what we just heard. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Dan is <laughs> so, like Dan is like Shawn Michaels, who comes in the back after having a great match, and he's like, "Follow that." Follow that. <laughs> No, guys, so can you hear me all right? Because I don't have my usual microphone set up because I just came home. I was traveling. Is it okay? You we hear you good, sir. Perfect. So a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, first of all, I agree that Raw was very good for once. was very, very nice. Uh, but other than that, I wanted to mention uh, two other things. So first of all, uh, following the, the WrestleVolts tweet about uh, Raw being hot-shotted and all of that, uh, I saw... Uh, the let's hand the brand split comments creeping up again. And I, I would like to know what you think about that, because in my opinion, many people who advocate for the brand split to end, it's because they heard somebody say it, but they don't really remember how it was back then. Because we complain now that there are too many recaps. SmackDown was a recap show. They will run like entire segments from Raw, uncut, like 10 minutes, the whole segment from Raw back on SmackDown. And it was just more of the same guys appearing twice as much. It, so it wasn't, you, you didn't have more people, more variety. In fact, you had the opposite of that. So I'm never a fan of the idea of ending, of ending the brand split. I would like maybe them to... Uh, give better booking and more opportunities to their current roster with the separate brands so you can build up more stars. I understand that, you know, it may be asking too much at times, but I, I don't believe in, in, in any of the, the brand split. So that's my first point. And then I just wanted to really softly touch on the O1R uh, news with, uh, with AEW. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that tweet of the guy saying that uh, he hopes WWE sues AEW. 
because uh, it's disgraceful that they are taking his name when he never worked for them. Uh, admittedly, I wasn't around when uh, Owen was uh, on TV. I discovered him later in life because I found a used copy of WWF Warzone at the GameStop. And there was this Owen Art guy on it. So I was, oh, who is this? I know Brad, but who's Owen? So I started researching and then I found out the, you know, everything that happened. But even I, who I was not a, a fan growing up, I didn't know him growing up. I don't understand how you can, how you can think like that. How can you seriously think that a wife, after years of trauma, after all of that she went through, she finally finds a way to honor the, her husband uh, without involving you know, the company responsible, allegedly, one could argue, for his death. And your first thought is brand warfare, bragging rights, gang wars. Uh, why would you do that? So, uh, yeah, I, I just really wanted to say this to other wrestling people because I don't have any here at home. Uh, but I needed to get it out because, you know, this is, this is so stupid to me. How can you think like that? And if you're trolling, man, I hope you're under like 14 years of age, because after that, where's the finding trolling to make people mad? I don't get it. So that's my, that's my part. Let me know what you think. What about you, Sat? What do you think? Mad, you're funny. Uh, I just want to remind people, if they end the, the brand split, the epic reign of Roman Reigns as champion will become unbearable because he'll become overexposed. Part of the reason why his reign has been going so well is because he, don't, he doesn't defend the title every single week and they've put extra efforts into his matches and into his story about crafting it. And like Nad said, it would become a recap show. You'd see twice as much bloodline, twice as much Paul Heyman screaming, twice as much Brock Lesnar only on Mondays or Fridays, wherever he's paying the big bucks. You don't want it to become a recap show. You want to see Liv Morgan wrestle so much? Huh? You want to see Liv Morgan wrestle? You want to see Tony Storm wrestle? You ain't going to see that. It'll be twice as much Charlotte than you see, you know, new women, you know, getting opportunities. So people need to cut the crap. I always say one thing that I don't like about the brand split at the moment. The original brand split for me was successful in the beginning because it was two brands I didn't touch for close to like nearly two years. That's what made the match between Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels so special because it was a rare occasion, a, a rare brand versus brand match. That's what made Survivor Series 2005 special because it was the first time getting two brands facing each other off. It's become commonplace that they should really go back to them not even acknowledging each other, even though the real forbidden door is AEW now. It used to be WWE playing with themselves in the, in front of a mirror, pretending, hey, you stranger. And we all know it's not as strange as you looking at yourself in the mirror. But yes, no. And in terms of the next part, <laughs> SB3, I'm, I'm going to it to you. I mean, I kind of said this uh, yesterday that, you know, there's going to be some people who are just very adamant about being WWE fans. And they think that they have to be WWE apologists, WWE lawyers, WWE defense attorneys. And as someone whose kids get fed on the dollar from WWE, that's not how you get them to, to do better. That's not how you get them to pay you. This It just makes you look very foolish, very close-minded. And you are, you, are trying to, you are trying to basically shame 
a widow who has had valid reasons to not work with one company and now she's giving something to the fans back by working with another company it's not the time to get on your high horse and die on a hill and the people that put out those tweets they are they are die they are dead on that hill so that is the most i will say about those people Thank you so much, Forgotten Wonders. You were great. Those were great. Thank you, guys. Great topics to talk about, man. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Have a nice evening. You too. Next, we're going to bring in Anthony is here with us. What's going on, Anthony? Not much. you guys? Not too bad, buddy. Are we still on for Thursday? Yeah. So... What, what I wanted to speak about, you know, that own a, own a heart commemorative tournament that AEW are doing, yeah. I was thinking I would have somebody like Brian Gilman Junior with it. Because that, that way you could elevate a new star. Yeah, I, I I like it. I think we we brought that up uh, yesterday. His connection to the Hart family, you know, his father being a part of the Hart Foundation, training at the Hart Dungeon. That's a great shout. And I uh, I think that I've seen other people mention, uh, you know, they don't want MJF to win the tournament. I think that's the perfect person for him to beat in the finals because you know what MJF is capable of and <laughs> saying if he wins. So for Brian Pillman Jr. to beat him and get a win over MJF to win the tournament, I think that's a great thought Anthony so, 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 in, so in that case would you, would you have would you have MJF beat Brian in the first time when they did the tournament having having getting revenge in the final yeah, I think that MJF should, should – I think he should win at Grand Slam tomorrow. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it builds up that he's never beaten MJF. And then he could beat him in the tournament where it's a great – it's a story within them with their feud. And then you also have the moment of Brian Pillman winning the tournament for the Hart family. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea. But I'm, I'm still not sold on Pillman Jr. as a baby face. I think maybe the money will be when he turns heel. He kind of reminds me of, the, ironically, his dad when his dad was a face before he turned heel. So, yeah. But, yeah, this could be a great opportunity to elevate, you know, Pillman Jr. And, you know, and you maybe win the tournament. Do you, do you still keep him with, with Garrison or do you break them apart? Um, I mean, this is a good like singles opportunity for him, but I don't think it kind of ki- it kind of like puts to rest the varsity blondes. I think those guys have potential together, and I'm not like sad. I like him as a babyface. I think that he does a very believable '80s underdog fiery babyface promo in 2021, where not a lot of like cookie cutter '80s style uh, babyfaces pull it off very well. I think Brian Pillman does. No, I like the guy. The thing is, I think I like the guy personally. Like the the real life person, I like him. I'm rooting for him because of the backstory and stuff like that. But I feel like on camera, they need to make him more of a smarter babyface. Because at the moment, I feel like he's a bit limp as a babyface. Like if it was a WWE crowd or whatever, if we're unforgiven, if his name wasn't Brian Pillman Jr., I think we'd be acting a bit different. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I do agree. I do agree with you last, uh, last week. Last week when he came when, when he came down to ring and it MJ he was just waiting he was just waiting on Warlow and I just thought he took it out of the ring and basically 
I might live to fight another live to fight another day. Yeah, that that didn't come off very well at all. Like it was like he was he- very hesitant. He had MJF in the corner, and then he's waiting on Warlow, <laughs> and then he gets to stand tall at the end. Like, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. It should probably would have came off a little bit better if he were like you know once Warlow was in there, he just backed off because if you're not gonna hit anybody, it's like why did you come out? It's a bit like it's a bit when somebody drives in the bike. For the first time, and not really hesitant, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's that that's a good analogy. I feel like Brian Pillman Jr. will become a great player down the line, but you can see a guy finding himself in real time, and and he needs to find his babyface character. Because yeah, the fiery babyface, he's a likability. I think that's why SP3 is attracted to it. He's got a likability factor about him, which makes him genuine. But I feel like it needs to translate in the ring to make him a smart babyface, not like a sap, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so thank, thank you for that. Thank you for having me on, guys. Have a good night. You too, buddy. Of course, as always. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. No worries. See, see you on Thursday, Sat. See you on Thursday, our interview part two. Promote it. <laughs> Next, we're going to bring in Booking Extraordinaire. Carissa, what's going on? What's up, guys? It's been a while. What's up? It has what's been. What's up? My, my New York, my New York uh, sister, what's going on? <laughs> She's kind of upset that I'm not going to Dynamite tomorrow. Tears emoji, tears emoji, all oh, disingenuous tears emoji. I live, I live like thirty minutes from the venue, so. Oh yeah, well, so why are you not going? Um, I didn't grab a ticket, and I have a lot of things going on, like outside of wrestling. So. You have a Priorities. life. She yes. has a life, guys. Uh, wrestling does not consume her. She doesn't spend all day trolling people or trying to ask Alexa Bliss for pictures of her panties or something. No, she's not. She's not getting mad at Martha Hart like uh, no. the, the the bad trolls out there. <laughs> no. So, so Carissa, what are you? Uh, what are you looking forward to though from uh, Dynamite or Rampage uh, Grand Slam this week? Um, I'm looking forward for Kenny versus Brian. Um, most importantly, because they haven't faced each other in years. Ever since uh, Brian got signed to WWE, I think their last match was PWG. I could be wrong, but they haven't faced yeah. each other in years. So I think seeing them now in their prime, you know, Kenny being a world champion, Brian, you know, he's like 39, 40 years old. And like, I think their chemistry together, I think it's going to mean a lot more to the fans and to those who haven't seen them in years, you know, on the independent scene or Ring of Honor or any other promotion. Yeah, I think you're right that their last match was in uh, PWG. I think they did like the the thumb wrestling. Yeah, they did the thumb wrestling. They versed uh, like in a in a great uh, three way as well in Ring of Honor. So they have a lot of history. But these are two completely different performers. Like this was before the Yes Movement, before the WWE title reign for uh, for for Brian Danielson. This is before the seven star six star classics for Kenny Omega. So it's two totally different guys in that setting in new york 19 20 000 in attendance it's going to be one of the most anticipated tv matches of the year so carissa i'm going to put you on the spot i'm going to actually put your fantasy booker hat on 
what's the finish? How does this match finish on Wednesday? I kind of want to see Brian submitting him in the, in the, in the yes lock. Okay, okay. I. I'm I'm going for the draw. I think the draw is the best option because Brian Daniels he can't lose, but also Kenny Omega just took the loss to Christian in, in without the AEW World Title on. If that never happened, I'm totally with you, Carissa. I think that Brian Danielson should make him tap out or at least beat him. But because of that, I'm gonna think the draw is the best option to kind of further build this. What about you, Sat? Yeah, that's that's the one thing I hang my hat on. It, it tells a great story because both men look great. And it also sets up for a rematch down the line where uh, Kenny said, you never really beat me. And then and Brian Danielson said, I didn't really lose. I, uh, I could have made you tap. It could be a case of got him in a label lock for probably close to a minute. And 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 1, 0. Then probably taps. <laughs> I like that. I like taps, that. But it doesn't like count because, you know, time out. And so I, you I get Carissa's uh, with mine. <laughs> that, um, after um, that match, I think we see Hangman come back. That would be a huge surprise in front of that crowd. I can uh, I can only hear the cowboy uh, Esmond Belated uh, going off. See, I'm I'm stick I'm sticking I'm sticking to not swearing, uh, my mother. I'm making up for my True Hill Heat uh, brothers and sisters. But uh, yes, Carissa, thank you as always. I, we hope that we see you next week on Call In Tuesday. See you guys later. Next, we're gonna bring in Ricardo. What's going on, Ricardo? <laughs> What's up? What's up, boys? How are you today? I'm good, El Idolo. How are you, brother? I am fantastic. I get to hang out with you guys for a couple of minutes. Great for okay. you to join us. Let's hear your what you got. A hot take, a question for us, or you want to say you have a statement to make? Let's hear it. Well, there's always my favorite hot take because I love to wind people up. Becky Lynch is mid on her best day. You you will get agreements from me here. Uh, I, I, I've been I've been agreeing with that since uh, she went up against R- Ronda Rousey. So I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, she's a bobblehead. She's a mid level worker. I like look. The man took off. Much respect to that, right? But she's mid. She's a mid worker. She should be stuck in the mid card somewhere. Four horse. I won't go that far. I mean, I mean, I think that she she's not okay, a worker of, of of Sasha or Charlotte, but character wise, she she has improved that. I don't know about this character right now, dressing like all the Spice Girls in one, but I get right? where you're coming from. Hey, it's you know the honest truth is she's trying to be Conor McGregor. What's wrong with and, that? At least she's not trying to be a a, a fairy or an Irish. You no, know, no. all the stereotypes. You know. It's a WWE diluted Conor McGregor. You can't be Conor McGregor in WWE. It it it's like trying to say MJF would work well in WWE. He just wouldn't. They would water they would water him down, and he would not be the MJF that we know and hate to love. I I always agree with that. I think I said that to uh, Rick Uchino over on Sports Keto Wrestling. He said MJF is the person he thinks would leave AEW to go to WWE. And I said it wouldn't be the same MJF. They would try to make him Ms. Light, and it just wouldn't work. Yep. Ms. Light, that's a good – that's a really good uh, – That's – thank you, Sat. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great description because they would make him Ms. Light. 
and Miz is already Diet Cola to begin with. Man, you know what? You 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 do have hot takes because you know what? Sometimes, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being mid. You know why? Because the most mid wrestler of all time, John Cena, he made a crap out of being mid and having great matches. And you're saying I me mean, Becky Lynch didn't have a great Hell in a Cell match. She did. You're saying she that, did. You didn't she say did. that Becky didn't have a great match in Evolution with Charlotte. Hey, How can you be mid and have great matches? She must be mid, but she can still, you know, hang with great people in the ring. I'm just saying. Because SP feels like John Cena, yeah, John Cena was always mid. He can't sell, he acts like he's dead, he shuts out spots, but he's, he's a, good in he's, the ring. In he's another one who had a great character. And he, 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 when you have a great character, it makes up for being what you would call a mid level worker. Sometimes that evens the scale. If you're good yeah. on the mic, you're great on yeah. the mic, you have a great character, it evens up the scale if you're a mid worker. No, Look. but Beck, yeah, Beck, you know what? You know, I'm going to defend Becky. Becky, uh, yes. When it comes to wrestling ability of the other three horse women, she is last. But when it comes to getting a reaction authentic on the microphone, heck, she's got an accent that Kevin Dunn doesn't like, yet she's still over and she's still verbally eviscerate anyone. Her Twitter game, I wouldn't want to mess with her on my worst day or my best day. In the ring, she's not as great as the others, but she's good. She got herself over. I mean, yeah. El Idolo is your opinion. I respect it. <laughs> hey, I've succeeded because I done wound you up. That's what I wanted. That's you what did, I wanted. You did great in my opinion, Elio. Thank you, Ricardo. We appreciate you coming on with those spicy hot takes, sir. We will see you hopefully next Tuesday on the call in, brother. Listen, later, guys. Points for riling me up. A four a four year old has riled me up. All right, so I'm easily <laughs> wind. <laughs> Peace, Ricardo. So we're going to bring in, we're going to try to bring in two to squeeze out the last couple of people we got back here. We got Slam and Sammy Joe, and we got Matt the Misfit, two, two good people. brothers, two, two good, good elite eggs joining us. Thank you for joining us. Slam and Sammy Joe, you've been supporting the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, so I had to get you in of here. Course. Of course. Of course. Two for price one. Absolutely. Two, tag two, team match. Tag team, tag team main event here. What's your what you got, guys? I any like hot takes? Any opinions? Uh, how would you guys feel about after the draft, Zelina Vega managing uh, Garza again, and this time with uh, Humberto as the tag team partner? I don't. I want her winning matches first. <laughs> well, <laughs> she, she, I don't think they're going to do that. that. So that's a good idea. <laughs> That's she can be on the winning side, Matt. You gotta, you gotta bargain. You gotta bargain. At least she will. The have winning side is not in in WWE though. Well, she missed out I, on going with the winning side there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her husband's doing fantastic. Hopefully, he doesn't lose tomorrow. Damn it! You you might have just jinxed it, but I I, I like that idea, uh, Slam and Sammy Joe. That's a, that's actually a pretty good idea, and I'm I think kidding, it would of course. it would it would complete the whole uh, Angel Garza and Humberto Guerrero act, in my opinion. What yeah, about my you? My thumbs up. My thumbs up because I agree. Listen, because um, SP3 really like stated it more eloquently. I'm just gonna do exclamation marks like yes, right. all the way, yes. What about you, Matt? You got any uh, hot opinion, hot takes, or opinions well, before, for us? That that Becky Lynch thing, kind of. I, I don't know. I you got the matches with the Oscar at the Royal Rumble. You have uh, the the takeover match with Sasha 
that people forgot about. I agree. I agree. So, she, Becky's a really good wrestler, and they don't give her that um, got, give her that much credit. I, I mean, all the four horsewomen have a great. great lane. She's good, but not great. That's how I agree on. Yeah, she's good, but not great. And I think people are trying to hit. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not saying she's a five star great. like masterpiece yeah. or anything. They're trying to penalize her because she's not great. Listen, yeah. being good is better than being bad. Yeah, <laughs> she's not great, Carly. You know, why people treat her like she's great, Carly? She's good. Uh, Hey, hey, Ronda Rousey put on great matches with Nia Jax, and they don't give her any credit, so I'm not going to give any credit. I'm to not. Basically, those people are bums, and they need girlfriends or boyfriends. They need a life. Because Ronda Rousey was phenomenal in that one year. Yeah. She boosted the women's division. Um, Listen, SP3, I'll never slander the good name of Ronda Rousey, who's like a quarter dash ethnic you know, <laughs> you know what I'm she was the real first African American woman to make yes. at WrestleMania. <laughs> but, um, oh, see, now you've done upset the child. Yeah, <laughs> done upset my child with that, with that, because her, her mom does not like Ronda Rousey. So, so. Oh. <laughs> but I'm excited for the Owen Hart stuff. That was awesome to see hear that last night or yesterday morning. I wasn't expecting it, but then the more I think about it, they did trademark the King of Hearts thing. Um. I'm excited for this. I do think Brian Pillman should win the first tournament because it just makes sense. It's just right there. I I totally agree. Like like Anthony uh, made good points and he made me put the booking hat on and him versus MJF is like a great way I also, to kind of close it I out. also want to see CM Punk in it just to wear the, the Bret Hart tights again. I want to see CM Punk in it. I know Sat said uh, Brian Danielson. There's a whole bunch of great names, and there's a certain name of somebody in WWE who we're hearing is his contract is about to expire, and he named I mean, his son after Owen Hart. So, speaking of tournaments, what do you where do you think they're going with the Shayna Baszler thing after last night? I would think if they're going to continue it and put an explanation point on it, 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 like Sat said, either you put her over on SmackDown to give her the real refresh, or, you know, like you said, speaking of tournaments, the queen of the ring is right there. She's the queen of spades. So she's like a great person to, to put in there. I mean, because I don't like think. The most... go, oh, go ahead. Feels like the most story they've given Shane in the last year. I mean, there was some story with the Becky stuff, sort of, not really, but sort of there. Becky you know did say that, she you know did say she was? wanted to put her the title on her. So you know how long that was? That's over a year ago, man. Could you I know. over a year? It, it seemed like someone went to the booking meeting and woke up. Wait, wait, Shayna, wait, what are we doing with Shayna Baszler? What but why didn't like it's just conflicted? I hope it's like a Bob Backland esque she's gonna snap, but yeah. That's I mean, and then yeah. you got dynamite tomorrow, which is apparently they opened up more seats for dynamite. They're oh, trying they're, to get that twenty thousand in. Dude. That's that. That's that. Look, tomorrow is going to be amazing. Uh, speaking of AEW, that. is Ruby Soho winning? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no Rosa. Oh, that's not going to be total revolution. Yeah, I think I think I think that uh, Britt has enough uh, people for her to go right. against because she still hasn't gone against Tay Conti, Anna Jay. They seem to be building both of them up. They haven't even done the rematch with Sheeta yet. So yeah, they haven't done a rematch with Sheeta. They haven't done Rio, Rio, the first ever AEW Women's World Champion. So they yep. have a bunch of challengers to leave her over to Revolution. But if they're gonna build that up as the big biggest women's match of all time, 
inside a steel cage, I would love to see it. That that's the only way you can up the ante from them doing the lights out match, which in my opinion was the one of the greatest dynamite matches of all time. And then we got the non-title match, which people still don't understand. Like Brian never said he won the title. That <laughs> was never what I think they're gonna do is they're gonna have some schmoz finish. I don't know. I've heard different. Somebody told me that they were starting with that match on tomorrow. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I made the joke to my friend uh, Jimmy Macaram of uh, right. AE Recap on True Hill Heat because he's only going for this match. I was like, it could be the opener, and then you can leave at like eight thirty. And he's like, oh, I'm down for that. So it might be. You might be onto something. But what happens afterwards? I think the elite are going to come down, beat up Brian Danielson. Hangman Page comes back, and then you start playing the seeds again for Page Omega at full gear. And then that's when Page wins the title. I can. That's another one I could see them dragging it out to uh, next year or the end of the year with uh, Page and Omega. Because I don't know. I wouldn't have... do it. For, I wouldn't do that for next year because because you don't know how hot Page is going to be by that time. Yeah. I think. I think that. I think that Page beating Omega after he beats Danielson or Danielson and Punk will make the win even bigger for him yes. because it would make Kenny even a bigger star. Because you remember when when they pulled the thing that was going to be Christian, not Page and Omega at, at all out. People weren't very happy about that. But people would be happy if it's Brian Danielson versus uh, Kenny Omega at full gear. I, I guarantee you the people in Minneapolis are going to sell out I that building. I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. They would. But at the same time, you don't want Hangman to become Sting. I, I'm thinking Hangman comes out in like a, a Bret Hart, Hart Foundation reunion where it looks like the Dark Horde is going to break up and he's the one that prevents it from happening. That's what I think is when his return is going to happen. And then Bray White comes in and turns on the... On the- <laughs> Could see that, but thank you, fellas. We appreciate y'all being the the main event, slamming Sammy Joe as always. Like I said, brother, thank you for all the support, Matt the Misfit. You're always on Twitter machine, interacting with me. I appreciate you as always, and we will see you my hot next <laughs> Tuesday. Yes, with your hot takes, brother. Uh, see you guys. Yeah, Full Gear is the pay per view that was named after Hangman, so him winning the title at Full Gear, full circle there. It would, it would, but you heard, you heard my kid. He said no. And remember last revolution, year, revolution. remember last year, Omega beat Hangman. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Thank you, fellas. We appreciate y'all. Take care. So I think we see in the in the background D D minor, uh, race, uh, Salver. Come, we're gonna make you guys the first callers for next Tuesday for the call in because we've reached our time capacity. Like you hear, my kids are going crazy in the background, so I gotta go back to daddy duty. Sat Eve, thank you so much for for welcoming me on the call in day, brother. I always appreciate you, sir. So you listen, you're professional. You handle it with so much poise. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show for filling in. I got you know I'm being interviewed by Anthony on Thursday. Uh, I'll let you know when it, when it's dropping. Uh, thank you so much for coming. 15k subscribers, Red Wrestling Daily. He's the true hill. SB3. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are up there. Follow us on Wrestling Daily on Twitter. We're at Rest Daily. So W R E S Daily. Follow us there. Thank you. Love you guys. Mwah. Yes, and I will see you all tomorrow with Alex McCarthy as we're going to do our debate of the day. We're going to do a final preview for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. So until tomorrow, we are signing off. Until then, later, y'all.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.